Where we earn that explicit tag. Right up front. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life. My name is Brock Dennis, and I sure hope you didn't get fired. That's why you wear earbuds, folks. <laughs> And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. Nestled? Nestled. We are the show that nestles deep into your ears. With a global perspective. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we enjoy the best that life has to offer along the way. It's been just long enough since I've done this. Uh, Covering trains. And transit, and bicycling, and adventures, and today life hacks. Oh, oh and, and today and DBR does TBR. Those are acronyms. <laughs> what do they mean? <laughs> we got our friend David Barstow Robinson, hi. who has done. Oh yes, please come. Oh, that, I was just trying to sneak in. <laughs> hi. I didn't actually want to say anything. <laughs> Acknowledged. <laughs> Don't you walk over my lines! <laughs> God, uh, we'll do it live. <laughs> what was that? Uh, it was what was that actor? Uh, I think it was Bill O'Reilly. Well, it was that guy, but uh, he a, is an actor. There was an actor uh, that got caught on tape for yelling at a, a grip for walking on his set. Was it uh, um, the Batman? Yeah, um, it was yes, Christian Bale. Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> anyway, anyways, <laughs> uh, covering actors. Tabor, T-A-B-R, is the Trans Am Bicycle Race, which you just completed. I, I rode my bike for a while, yep. Yeah, yeah. the Trans Am Bicycle Race in which there's no entry fee because there's nothing. There's no support. No one's out there, like, you know, I mean, people cheer you on, but there's there's no, like, structural support for this race. Once you get started, yeah, there's, uh, there's enough of an upfront that, you know, uh, to keep the idiots away and the idiots who still manage to sign up, like there's a dealing with them fee. Ah. Even the non-idiots have to pay. But, <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah. Once you get going, it's oh, something goes wrong, fix it. Yeah, yeah. You're on your own. Yep. So yep. you rode across America. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. In the most literal sense. Now we're gonna talk about this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's, that's why I came here. Yeah. So um, I thought I'm you came to... for the beer. Well, if. <laughs> oh, shit. It makes me sound bad. There's always a lure. We've had Nathan Jones on a couple times, and he's had so many cycling adventures that we can't keep up with him. Like, he had one, and we nope. couldn't catch him before he went off on another he's one. Now, so. He's now on a lifetime ban, just because we'll never be able to catch up. <laughs> yeah. He was doing he was doing like cross-continent races as a way to warm up for the, ra- the, the round-the-world race. Right. <laughs> then did a race while on the round-the-world race. And yeah. Then left his race to come back and start this race, and which is also his race, and... At some point, he's got to reach like race limbo, right? And then, yeah, it's it's well, and then, so he he flew back uh, to start uh, you know, Trans Am, and then ended up going back and starting his ride again and catching the leader somewhere in like Kentucky or something. Jesus, um, <laughs> <laughs> they were that fast, and he went managed to catch them from wherever he started. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's a. Uh, but yeah, yeah, turns out last well, last well, not the last time I saw him, but at the start of the race, he got a smile out of him. So, oh, oh, all you have to do is put, like put you on a bike for six months. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He actually shows emotion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy right now. It's good to see you guys. Uh, no, he's uh, he's a great guy. We got to bring yes. him back in. I bring him up because we had him on the show a couple of years ago when he was featured in that documentary "Inspired to Ride" about the Trans America bike race. Oh yeah, the first running. Yep. Yeah. And this was the fourth. Yes. So uh, you did it this time around, and uh, we we have you in as often as we can. And you're not as hard to pin down as Nathan Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. at least stay on the continental shelf for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking maybe, perhaps, Nathan Jones, just maybe, might eventually get to the point where he's riding something, you know, riding his bike around the world, and he eventually starts to see himself on the horizon, <laughs> and then he laps himself like he rides past, and it kind of gives just like a peace sign to himself like, as he goes by. Yeah, they just sort of nod at each other. Yeah. yeah. We're pretty much just veering into Nathan Jones facts here. I, well, I think yes. we should, by all means, yeah. I mean, he he's like what? <laughs> well, I don't know if he rides around the world so much as he just spins his wheels and the world turns underneath him. Okay, so... <laughs> He actually is. He has evolved to like excrete his own chamois cream. That's there right. we go. So he's legendary, kind of, kind of like uh, that guy from uh, the, the the show. Yes, and the kicking guy. Name him. Chuck Norris. That see, yes. I, I, it's so hot out. I forgot Chuck Norris. Oh, I thought you were just fishing. For nope. It. I was like, oh, I'm nope. not going to say it. I'm not going to do no, it. My brain, my brain has started to work differently in the heat. <laughs> hey, what did you do during the heat, Aaron? <laughs> I moved my dumb ass. Yeah, you <laughs> I haven't... piled all my shit in a truck and moved it from one place to another. You know that this is the first time you and I have been in the studio in like a month and a half together. Oh, holy shit! Uh, yes, trademark. No wonder it's been so awkward. I know, yep. Well, <laughs> something has to explain it. Right. <laughs> but you moved. You're in a new place. Yeah. You and the lady got, uh, took... got a little shack together. Yes, we're yeah. shacking up. Yeah. <laughs> um, it took one, two, three, four, five, six trips. Uh-huh. Because uh, we just had a pickup truck. There we go. But it, was, you... a, it was a free pickup truck. You could not the... live in a pickup truck. Uh, apparently not. With what you own. No. <laughs> I, I say that with a bit of shame because there was a time long, long ago where I could fit everything into just the, the cargo part of the minivan. Yeah. And I I'm, would still have, you know, the operational benches. Oh, yeah. Carry yeah. passengers and yes, all of your stuff. Yes. All of your worldly possessions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was when you moved here from Michigan? Yeah. 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 Yeah, because you came in. Well, uh, okay. Besides, it, besides it like Astrovan, all, right? all of our music equipment, like that was in a U-Haul oh, okay. trailer behind the. Well, van, I mean that. But, yeah, yeah, that's to be assumed. Yes, but yeah, five dudes in an Astro van. Right. No, the Astro van is classy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I don't know, David, if we've talked about this with Aaron in the room or not, but uh, he used to have the bench seat from his Astro van. Oh, forever. In his yeah. in his living space as a couch. Oh yeah. Yeah. As you do. Yeah, I mean, it makes good sense. Yeah, totally. You can fold it. Does it, did it fold down into the floor? Uh, no. <laughs> it was but an older it, model. It folded, <laughs> it folded out into a bed. Oh, nice. Like, not, like, not like a futon, but, you know, the back would just go all the right. way back. Yeah. And then, oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So you got, and if the movie's really exciting, you you know, you got the seatbelts. <laughs> you yep. buckle up. Yep. Yeah, the little fold-down <laughs> armrests and, like, the head thing. Or? Oh, no, the middle the middle rest, like, folded down, and then you had, like, a little plastic console with cup holders. Cup holders. And, yeah, get on a dinner couch. tray. Yeah, see, yeah. That, that's, like, pure America. Right <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> that's that's got, can, you know, that's maybe that's where, like, those couches came from. It's like someone <laughs> had the back of their Astrovet is like, you know, I could do this I as want, a I want this team. in my house. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember that that actually exists. Like, there are couches with cup holders oh, on them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about <laughs> with that. With the fold-down console. <laughs> Individual recliners. <laughs> right, right. And then when you're done with your beer and your popcorn, you can fold it up and make out with the person on the other side. Exactly. Yeah. It's, well, 
America. Even if it's your dog. Well, um, <laughs> <coughs> so you moved. <laughs> Moving right killed that <laughs> Killed that conversation. Uh, this yeah. Is like, how many times have you moved in the past, like, month? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Three. <laughs> uh, well, so during the summer, I was occupying a friend's house who she just didn't want to lose her lease. And so we, you know, occupied it and uh, paid part of her rent so that she wouldn't lose her lease and had this arrangement with her landlords. Occupy 72nd uh, Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> Occupy friend's house. 74th, but yeah. Oh, I wasn't going to say the actual. Okay. Oh. It's cool. We didn't get the cross streets. <laughs> I mean, it's a big It avenue. is a long road. <laughs> yeah. um, it could and be I don't live there anymore now either, so go yeah. ahead. So go screw ahead. it. <laughs> Did you ever say you used to live here for like a month? <laughs> there's, there's a plaque. Well, yeah. all of your rabid fans yeah, are going to be knocking yeah. down the door, so um, we just have to apologize to her for that. So so we were doing that for the summer while she was out traveling, and so it was temporary by nature, which mm-hmm. was nice because we knew not to unbox everything. Oh, yeah. You just live out of boxes. Yeah. That's smart thinking. And it is... Why take your shoes out of the box? You're not going to dress up. <laughs> right? Right? Like, I mean, you, you don't need your tuxedo. <laughs> right. You don't need your cummerbund. But that's the thing is... We were living there during Petalpalooza. Oh, so you do need to come around. Petalpalooza requires lots of yes of uh, costume changes. From Portland's month long crowdsourced uh, event for for bike fun. Yes. <laughs> yes, we, we had talked about that earlier. <laughs> I just like to explain uh, for anybody who isn't yes, from Portland. Yes. <laughs> but yes, um, and and there's sometimes costume changes. Right. And, right. And uh, yeah, we realized we packed many of our costumes that we wanted to reprise for this year. Um, so going through costumes and then there's other things that you don't necessarily want to take the time to look for scotch uh-huh. tape, oh, for yeah. example, like I know I've got a couple things of scotch tape in some box somewhere, <laughs> unless you use it all, but it's just the boxes. so much easier to walk up to the Walgreens, like a few blocks <laughs> away and buy another pack. Now I own two scotch tapes. Now, now, yeah. I'm scotch tape rich. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can use that scotch tape to cover up the holes on your scotch cassettes. Oh, yes. So you can record on them again. Actually, I was going to use it to mark <laughs> the level of my scotch in the bottles. Oh, you know. as you record music onto your scotch cassette tapes. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> you guys are idiots. <laughs> Someone had to say it. <laughs> no, that's great, man. Hey, uh, how's your new bicycle storage situation? Uh, it's pretty awesome. Last uh, I saw, saw they were all in a pile on the floor. <laughs> so <laughs> They were six feet tall. They was, were sideways. There was, uh, well, there was literally just boxes and bikes, like, all in a big pile when we first moved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're nice and organized. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of them are upright. Some of them yeah. are being uh, suspended. Some, some are in a stand. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good-looking system. And this is just a stand. You were saying it's kind of like a shower rod, right? Like it's uh, it's uh, Essentially, it's a vertical, vertical shower rod. It's all these slats, these wooden slats uh-huh. that kind of uh, tie together Yeah. Uh, or slide together. And then you throw these bolts in to, like, you know, lock them into place. Sure. Once you get the height right. Okay, so they can't just collapse on themselves. Nah. That's good. Yeah. Gravity's a thing, I guess. It happens from time to time. And you're subverting it. Yes. Take that. (laughs) 9.8 feet per second squared. That's right. We defy you. (laughs) How long is your commute now? Uh, Half hour, maybe. Nice. Yeah. It's better than uh, what? Because it was like 45 minutes or 50 minutes before. Um. 
it was a half hour before. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was a good half hour versus like it was that like, oh, this is a real solid half hour versus like maybe it's a half hour. It's a gentle half hour. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> Very good. And that makes all the difference though. It, yes. It really does. Oh, it does. No, totally. I mean, it depends on- the roads on... you take, man. Uh-huh. Like, you know, this is real inside baseball here, but like 33rd and Marine Drive. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, is that that was like my final turn industrial wasteland get, yeah, out by the airport to get into to get to the uh the bus yard yeah it's beautiful <clears> but it it is nice remote and, and in fact i liked biking along marine drive but getting onto marine drive from 33rd was always you know it's a bit hairy right there's just um, a stop sign I, there there's lots of traffic so it can traffic. be difficult to get your way across that on a bicycle just one stop sign too mm-hmm. only like one direction there ought to of be traffic more. Yeah. Uh, really stops and because of that, it backs up a lot, and there's often times where someone doesn't want to wait because you don't know when that opening's going to get again. And, yep. You know, impatient. You, yeah, I've had a few close calls there. Yeah. But now, but now you don't have to ride that. <laughs> I don't have to ride that. Now you can it have is, an urban experience the entire so way. Nice. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm in a bike lane pretty much the entire way, and it is there is something really nice about like yeah. you get on the one road that you need and mm-hmm. just be on that road for the rest of your commute right we have what's called the since you and i work at the same place the last mile problem <laughs> where the last yeah. mile of our commute is like just hairy yeah right? but it's not so bad no 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 and it's better than uh, like you were saying marine drive and 33rd that's even hairier oh yeah yeah oh, yeah well congratulations i'm glad you moved in yeah how's the lady is she well settled yeah, yeah yeah she's a little bit more impatient about unboxing things oh, than okay I, am. I was gonna ask which of you is more interested in decorating the place Oh, definitely she is. Okay, so she I needs mean, to unbox I, some things. I wouldn't mind like having a hand in decorating, but it's such a low priority. Just be cummerbunds everywhere. Just painted black. <laughs> you know, yeah. And like it's burger week right now. Oh, it is, yes. Even though like I I don't eat hamburgers, Speaking I still of burger like, week. Will wanna go out to to like see what is happening. Right. Burger Week is uh, sponsored by one of the local news weeklies here. They oh, yeah. uh, it's their mission. To make sure there are long lines, not just at one restaurant, but at <laughs> but every restaurant. Uh, but you went and got one? I did. Okay. I, got, I got a burger at Iconic. Iconic. Yeah, and they were they introduced their new chow, uh, was it chow hound? Okay, I was going to ask if it was um, the hamburger icon. The, um, you know, the toppings were pretty forgettable. And I, okay. and I honestly didn't go for it. I went for one of their other full price options. Okay. Uh, just because, you know, I would rather have a satisfying meal than, like, a cheap meal. Sure. Um, but their veggie patty is amazing. Hmm. It's, it's better than like better than most? quinoa beet thing that they mm. got. is like, dark, dark red. Dude, beet is and good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome. Yeah. Also, uh, um, DBR just took a shirt off. He yeah, is, uh, I thought we were on that... the radio. It's hot. Like, <laughs> nobody nobody would have noticed that. No one... <laughs> you no could use cares. the theater of the mind to deny the entire thing, but you just admitted to it. So, yeah. so it goes. I play, I'll play along with your fancy. I am bro. what I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the great, because I've had beet burgers before. They're really good. And yeah, I, it's not I bad. eat meat, but yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, it was a bit messy, but okay. you know, it tastes great. Right. Very good. I'm not a big beet fan in general. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Okay. So you, it's not like you don't pickle them and eat them yourself. No. Ordinarily. No. No. no okay. No, no. Very good. It's one. Of, it's on your uh, no fly list. Uh, it's on my I'd rather avoid list. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> it's got a travel advisory. 
Very good. Well, are you going to uh, are you going to be standing in more lines for more burgers this week? Um, I don't know. Maybe I I kind of want to see like what other veggie options that there are. Yeah, I, this I know, could be a um, good time to explore. Foster Burger has a really great veggie patty, and I want to know like if if they because everyone introduces you know the special burger for this week, right? Right. It's a marquee um, event. Yeah, and so I wonder uh, what their special burger is because mm. they're always great. Right. You know? Yeah, I believe in all the restaurants that are that are participating, and I'm disappointed that they're participating because <laughs> I mean it's, it's sort of uh, it's market driven, right? I, I think so. I yeah. think it's a lot of hype for people to make maybe a little more money, but also just put up with a ton of hassle. Like every time I've been near Burger Week, none of the staff at any of the places are happy. Are happy about it? <laughs> but I mean, that might explain I, a few things about today's yeah. experience. But I mean, I discovered a bunch of cool places off of like Burger or Pizza Week. Sure. Um, now there's also a Pizza Week from the competing. News Weekly. Yeah, I, I just I, I treat them all as one just giant <laughs> like thing, and they, 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 they're all news. Yeah, they, they both kind of suck, right? <laughs> or not, or whatever. I mean, it's it's food. I, I can't get too upset about. It. There are more important things in this life to be like really concerned about. So I, I just yeah, it's it's and five dollars will buy you a pound of your own chuck. So that is true. You could make you dude. Dude, you could do your you could for Burger Week create your own barbecue like out of your front yard and just start just hey it's Burger Week. It's Come on, step right up. It's a pound of beef, yeah. and I put it on the in the pan for a minute. <laughs> it's a five dollar burger, no bun, <laughs> <laughs> no ketchup, just beef. <laughs> but it's five dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, well, I'm glad that you got a burger. I'm glad you got a veggie option. Like, yes. I'm, I'm glad that they had but it. They they uh, added to their site this year a little page called "Because We Know You Will Ask." Uh huh. And then. Various categories. One is like, you know, veggie. these places have veggie sure. options. Is these places have gluten-free options. Uh-huh. These places are like, I will only... have kids under 21 or whatever. Right. I only eat squid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's and a squid burger for you. Get out. And you should. <laughs> <laughs> My brother Ben would like be all about that, oh, by yeah. the way. Yeah. He says, squid are too smart. We need to start eating as much as we can. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, yes. they'll take over. Yes. Makes yes. sense to me. Ben, come back. Let's that's start you, that's a group. Usually, it's like this, the, the complete different second half of that sentence. Them, oh, they're so way too smart. Like we shouldn't eat them. No, no, no. Way too smart. we need to eat all of it's, them. It's a matter of survival to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was having a conversation when I was out hiking on the Colorado Trail. There was that uh, that lady that we met who she and her partner were out hiking, and she was like the only marine biologist in Michigan or something like that. And so she uh, she was super into cephalopods. And she was, talking, oh, yeah. she was talking about breeding cuttlefish, and I didn't realize that she was actually a marine biologist. I thought she just had them as pets. <laughs> so I was just going along with it. You know, we just had this great cephalopod nerd talk. Right. Uh, and then I found out later that she admits her job. But it but turns there's out. No, there's no squid in, in Michigan? the lakes. No. No, no. But there's They're, an aquarium okay, in Michigan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it turns out we, uh, yeah, anyways, we, we were talking about squid. And she's like, octopus, super smart. Don't like eating that. But squid, fuck them. I'll eat all those guys. So <laughs> people agree. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we lost one or two more vegans on this podcast. We'll find out. Uh, we'll, we'll gain them back yeah. in a couple episodes Yes. Uh, after. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what I did this weekend? Uh, did you move? It has to do with alcohol. Yes. And That's easy, being though. outside. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I did go camping. Uh, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons, and a few other folks. And uh, we so all went up. there's the alcohol element. Yes. We all went up onto. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and being outside, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mount Hood. And we climbed up to a lake and we camped yes. up to it. 
and had a Which nice lake? overnight. It was called Dollar Lake. It's a little tiny, like snowmelt lake just above Timberline Trail. Okay. Yeah, on the I north forget. side. There's like a l- bunch of little lakes around. Oh, there. there's a oh, bunch. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. You know, I just I just see Mount Hood as like you know, oh, it's a mountain. Yeah. You know, a bunch of rocks. Yeah. But yeah, I forget. There's all these cool little lakes and streams around there. And so much dust. Oh yeah. You have no idea. Just like it's that just the dustiest place in the world. Is and that was this like from the smoke blowing? I was gonna say, or? is that normal or is it from yeah? I think it's just from it being dry and it being on the flanks of a mountain. Like uh, there's a lot of sand up there too in various places. Like I, I had grit, like not not uncomfortable, like not just like not like you just fell down face first in the sand, but like I had grit kind of in my mouth from the time we started hiking until the time we left. And Ooh. just like it was always in the air. So maybe some of it was the smoke from the wildfires and all mm-hmm. that. But uh, So we hiked up, and we had a great night overnight camping. And then after that, we went back down the mountain, and we went down to Hood River. And I've always wanted to test the theory that I've heard that Hood River, Oregon, has no open container ordinance. That you could, in fact, oh, right. crack open a beer on the sidewalk in full view of local law enforcement. They would have nothing to say to you. At least not about cracking open the beer. Yeah, at least not about that. I didn't know they that might say, that. like, nice Your haircut, sir, is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, but uh, I've always been curious, and I've never really had it confirmed for me. Like, I've always heard this kind of as, like, an urban legend or something, and I never found anything to, uh, you know, to say to the opposite. So before you go on, yes. I have this image of my in my head where, like, you go to the corner store, you buy a beer of some kind. That's correct. And you walk right up to a police cruiser <laughs> that's occupied <laughs> And just crack one open. And I do this. What do you? Yeah, exactly. What do you got to say about this? <laughs> no, it's uh, smoky. <laughs> I didn't do it for police, but <laughs> I did step outside and I uh, just opened a beer and I said, uh, "Hey, this sounds great." Uh, and it, it was it was a very liberating feeling. Yeah, it's awesome. The, so the way the liquor it's ordinance even, it's works, even, it's even better if you're not allowed to do it. Well, I see that's the thing. <laughs> but I'm so compliant, yeah, I, I always worry about that. And I probably don't need to in the places I am. But uh but I just like it feels better to know that this is fully sanctioned. Everyone is okay with this. Uh well I'm a week had an article about how uh this, you know, Hood River is the New Orleans of Oregon. Oh yeah. Apparently. But so here's the thing, you can't just walk in and out of a business. Like you can't bring an empty container into a liquor establishment and you can't take an open drink out of a liquor establishment. But we went to a deli, uh, had lunch, bought a sandwich, and uh, when we bought our canned beers, they served them to us without popping them open because when you buy a canned beer in an establishment in Portland, they open it for you. Right. They have to. But it turns out that's a local ordinance. Hmm. Oh. So that is not the OLCC so much as just the Portland yes. law. Okay. Yeah, as, as I understand. And there might be nuances, but the way it works in Hood River is you walk in, you buy a beer, they say you you paid for this beer, and you open it in there and drink it there, or you take it outside and you open it as soon as you walk out the door. So where you open it is yes is uh, where you must drink it. Right, and and the state of whether or not it is open. Right. So I have plans to go back and explore that city some more. And the number shall be three. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Five is right out. <laughs> if <you'd like> <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> and it shall not be cloping. <laughs> yes. So anyways, that's what I did this weekend, and it was a good time. So here's the thing. Yes. You know that you can't take alcohol out of an establishment. But if you were going to drink inside... Say it was really hot. But can you, w- you take the establishment to alcohol? 
No, that's not where we're going. Okay. Close, close, <laughs> close. So, an establishment with alcohol yes. and air conditioning on hot days such as these. Yes. A place where, if you are limited, constrained by the law, you cannot take your uh, beverage outside and open it there. But it might have a sliding door or... Yeah. You might want to keep that door closed to keep the air conditioned. Exactly. It's, it is anything it needs to be the day that you are there. Where is this place? Would it be on Southeast Division and 12th? Yes. Is it called the Beer Mongers? It is. You know yes. this. I've been there. <laughs> Matter of fact, these beverages here that we have opened and cannot take out onto the sidewalk legally. Well, we're you on, guys we're on can't. private property. <laughs> We can take it out on the parking lot. We yeah. can't take it on the sidewalk. Uh, yeah, that's legally. Fair enough. Yes. But a place where you can legally enjoy these, aside from here, is the Beer Monger, Southeast Division and 12th. And thankful we are for them. Indeed. And their continued existence. That's right. You know, their bartenders are all over town. Because I know this because when I was picking up tonight's beverages from the Beer Mongers, the fellow there. Oh, sorry about the uh, pine needles on your root beer there. It was inside my bag. Oh. It's more. Uh, it's, it's, those are authentic flavor. pine yeah. needles. They are. <laughs> They're from pines. With, with just a hint of Doug fir. It's a garnish. <laughs> so uh, the bartender says, hey, uh, th- not to be creepy or anything, but I think I might have seen you coming out of your house the other day. It turns out <laughs> they've got people where I live. Oh. Because he did, in fact, see me. He said there's not too many people that are my height with glasses and a big, <laughs> like, trucker mustache. So <laughs> That's true. And he is correct. So anyways... You know, anywhere you are in town, you might be near a beer tender for the beer mongers who will serve you a tasty beverage. Are so, the, are the individuals beer mong like? Uh, are they individually a beer mongerer? Rer? Like, is it, <laughs> is it is it plural when they're not together? The beer mongerers. <laughs> I, I realized halfway through that sentence that the conjugation was just going to ruin like, are it. Are they so. selling the fish or are they selling the people who sell the when fish? When there's only one of them, are they just a beer monger? Sure. <laughs> well, you know, teach a man to drink. You know, inebriate him for a day. Yeah. Teach a man to open his own beers. He's drunk for life. I like this. If he does it we right. can't recommend being drunk for life. That's not what the beer mongers would say. No, but it seemed clever and a good thing to say. It may be a shortened life, but it would be a fun life. It would be exciting. <laughs> so, anyways, whatever lifestyle you choose, it's accommodated at the beer mongers at Southeast Division and Twelfth. Even if all you want is a steelhead root beer, and it's there. Yes, and it's delicious. Yeah, or a Lionheart kombucha uh, from Lionheart. That's right. <laughs> They've gone to dry kombuchas now. Yeah, what does that mean? Which is, uh, it's not very sweet. Okay. Uh, no added sugar after after the brewing process yeah. or fermenting process. Some sugar needs to happen in order, you know, for the fermentation. Just happen. enough. But, uh, yeah, for example, this only has four grams of sugar in the whole bottle. Sure. So that's pretty awesome. But 16 there's ounces. 16 ounces, which yeah. is, what, four ounces more than you used to get. Versus a root beer, which let's... This has been nutritional facts 12. with Aaron. Uh, <laughs> beer beer doesn't it? have nutritional facts. <laughs> it's a beer. You're drinking it. Shut well, up. That's because it's not considered to be food like it right. is in Germany, which I think we should do here. Yeah. Because... You just say, oh, if you're pregnant, don't drink it. It's like, well, I'm, I don't think I'm pregnant. I'm pretty sure I'm not. I... I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Though. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. So, that is insane. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Four grams. In Lionheart. In li- Lionheart kombucha. <clears throat> 41 grams. There is more sugar, sugar in the in, root beer. In root beer. Okay. Which, I mean, you, I thought, you know, I would assume there was more anyways. Right. But, wow. 41 grams. Sounds about right. Yes. Whatever your preferred consumption. 
point two five? No. Percent? Times. Oh, times. Uh, that's a lot. But anyways, at least ten times more. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. yeah. Sugar is good if you're you know if you need it. Drink responsibly. So, anyways, the beer monger, Southeast Division and Twelve. Uh, you started your race not far from well, I, I, in the state. I'm sorry, what? The Trans Am race. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not far from there. Well, Only about 90 miles. Relatively right. well, we, <laughs> close. We did do a group ride, uh, like a bunch of you know, racers from flown in from all sorts, all over the place. We're in Portland, and about, I don't know, probably 20 of us or so did a you know, kind of semi-group ride out to uh, Astoria, Oregon, where it started. Let's um, get you out to the start of the Trans-America bike race. Yep, uh, about 115 miles uh, on the first, then we have the second off, and then it started on the third. Okay. And that was fun. We all get to kind of, you know, shake each other out. And sure. Then, you know, pretend we were dropping back because, you know, oh, I'm just taking it easy. And we're like, no, everyone else is just way faster. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. But, uh, and you're just, you know, making jokes and stuff along the way. And right. And, you know, get to town and everyone's, you know, the, you know, even two days before a race, everyone's in about the weirdest, you know, kind of, you know, headspace they've been in for, you know, ages. Just sure. because it's. You have this giant undertaking that's been looming on the in oh that's later guys thing and you're but you're getting ready but for now it's it. really happening and now it's here yeah. and you're so you're ready you've been ready and all you want to do is start but all oh, the only thing between you and there is you know ninety mile or one hundred and fifteen miles in seventy two hours and, and we're just kind of losing <laughs> losing their minds slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just uh, it's, the raw stats for people who aren't familiar with this particular race. Uh, we've, Like we said, we've had uh, Nathan on the show before to talk about it. But uh, what what are you doing? Where are you going? And how long does it take? It's the Trans-America Bike Trail, uh, Bike Route 60, or 76. Um, ben, you know, the kind of the long, the first and longest uh, kind of bike travel route in the U.S., uh, covers ten states from uh, Astoria, Oregon to Yorktown, Virginia, or vice versa. Um, as drawn on the map, it's a hair under forty three hundred miles all in. Uh, and the race is one of those things where everyone starts at the same time with a bunch of stuff strapped to their bike, and once it's go, uh, you're off on your own adventure. There's nobody following you in a van. Nobody like bringing you stuff except for the exceedingly rare circumstance um and even then most often you're going to be you know in violation of the technical rules blah 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 you're supporting Uh, yourself yeah yeah it's you and your bike and whatever stuff you have with you and whatever you can find along along the way yeah so Um, what what did you expect to happen what were your expectations before you left i was just gonna ride a bike for a while okay um i mean it's this was my uh, by the time I finished, it was my third race in a calendar year. I'd done Steen's 66 and then this one. Uh, this was, you know, by far the longest. And so even though I had, you know, internal goals that I just knew I wasn't going to hit because, you know, what's the fun in reaching your goals? Um, <laughs> and you got nothing to shoot for. Yes. Right. right. So, I mean, I said, I want to know how long, how quick can I do it? Uh, oh, well, my, I'm gonna, my birthday's around there. What if I finished on my birthday? That'd be neat. Uh-huh. That's like 22 and a half days, um, which would have been like 190 miles a day average. Oh, so I like, yeah, I can, dang. I can do that. That'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was, I mean, that was never in the cards, if we're honest. But uh, And where were you actually on your birthday? Just uh, 
because I remember this. coming up to I started in Eminence, Missouri, right. and then ended in like Farmington or something, <clears> just shy <throat> of the Mississippi River. Yeah. I was going to ride to Illinois and cross the Mississippi at night, uh, but then it got dark, and I was in a McDonald's and said, "You know what? It's my birthday. I'll cancel the after dark fifty miles <laughs> yeah. if I want to." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and there was like there, some dot watcher guy come and like trace me down in the McDonald's and was bullshitting with me, and that was neat. Um, and just like, oh, there's a hostel in town, and oh, okay, cool. So there's laundry and a shower, and you know, a place to lock up, and and a Gatorade, uh, right? Not not that that was no, that was a different, was a different one uh, okay. different bike hostel. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> and we're yeah. skipping we're skipping ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, no, I yeah. mean it's there were you know, a lot of different places along the way where they would let you inside at night. Um, and there was some kind of this one didn't really have much in the way of food available food, but like I think a big you know like multiple sclerosis ride or something had gone mm. through like a couple days before. Um, yeah, and they of course had you know vans and you know, sure. SAG crews and all that, but. Um, it was actually funny. There was this guy who I'd been, like, basically on the same pace with for, you know, since, like, Colorado. But we just never saw each other on the course. Like, literally. We, like, he was in this the same building. But I got in at, like, you know, maybe got there at, like, 10 or something, 9 or 10 at night. Um, and he's on the road at, like, 3 or 4 in the morning. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. I, was, like, I, would, I would ride until, like, middle of the night and then some. And he'd get up, like, you know, a couple hours before dawn. There's one night where I was getting into my hotel at 4.30 in the morning and pulled up track leaders, and he had already started moving. It was only 20 miles behind me. Ah. Um, <laughs> so this morning, it's, like, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, and we're both awake and moving, but I'm at the end of my day, and he's at the start of his. Nice. Um, yeah, so uh, then after that goal went, went away, then my goal was beat Nathan Jones's time, which was like 25 <laughs> days or so, and that was never going to happen. I tried to beat the Nathan Jones rule at the last 500. That was never going to happen either. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, those, those those are good records. His record did fall at the lads five hundred, but uh, um, <laughs> but not to me, not not to you. Yeah, it's, uh, you bring it home, bring it home for Team DFL. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. I do my best to come in last. <laughs> um, and yeah, then ended up doing it uh, in just under thirty two days. The thirty one in the, the sport, their times are expressed as days, hours, minutes. It was thirty one, twenty three, forty nine. Not bad. Yeah, Not bad. No. You can rattle that off like people rattle off the number of teeth on their chain rings. Are you going to get that, like, tattooed on you? <laughs> uh, I, I, I get to have any tattoos, but if it, like, I've thought about, I probably wouldn't get my times because that seems a little bit too self-important. <laughs> but, um, like, after 66 has the shield, um, this one is Route 76, and for a huge chunk of the East Coast, it's actually signed. It's, like, bike Route 76. So it's oh, sign. really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, like, starting in Missouri, it's actually, yeah, pretty awesome. Um, and then... Uh, just make up something for the uh, Steens Mazama, you know, just SM1K in a cube or something. Two triangles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. The mountains. Yeah, you know. yeah. It's, uh, we'll figure something out. But then it's, you know, the reason I don't have any tattoos is it's always been, well, is there an idea that I like long enough to kind of consider it? And then is, do, have, do I really have all the bike parts that I need? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. You could still buy yeah. more how, parts. How, how, much, how much would these three tattoos be? Right. Uh, oh, that's 50 bucks? <clears throat> mm, I could really use some tires. The average, uh, the average uh, price, at least when I was at the last time I got yeah. a tattoo, is like $100 an hour for yeah. a sitting. Ooh. So, yeah. I mean, there's some parts for yeah. every hour. Yeah. Are we looking at henna art then? Is that a better option? <laughs> there you go. Uh, I just... I have memories. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Tattooed on the four lobes of your brain. Right, right. Yeah. It's, 
Yeah, the, the inside ones. We <laughs> talked to you after the uh, the Route 66 race that you did, which is similar to this, uh, although it's a long Route 66, doesn't go as far, doesn't go um, yeah. across the country. Yeah, just that one, same format. Um, right. Different route. Um, about That one's about 2,500 miles as opposed to this one's 43. Um, and, uh, yeah, it doesn't, like you say, it doesn't go all the way. Yeah. So we've talked to you a little bit about your experience with that one. What uh, what was different about the Transamerica? Um. Much more traveled bike route. Um, with 66, it's a fairly new ACA map. Um, and you know, 66 being a decrepit motor highway, um, or you know, the kind of disused motor highway, is not necessarily uh, um, particularly set up for cycling in a lot of places. We um, had some of the you know, kind of you know, annoying bullshit with that one. Um, but... Uh, Whereas this one, it's you roll into a town at you know ten or eleven o'clock at night, and there's a church with a sign that says "Bike Hostel," and you roll up to the door, it's like, "Hey, call Bob at this number." And we're across the street. And you <laughs> hey, Bob, over, I'm here. <laughs> there's a light on, and you call, and like, oh, is that you out in front of the of the church? Yeah, we'll be right over, and they bring you a peach and a coke. But, um, <laughs> nice. That's a true story. It was amazing. Nice uh, in Kentucky. Uh, but whereas on 66, it's like, oh, cool, you get to a town and it's there. No, there's like two people living there and like a burned out gas station that's good for camping. Um, both are awesome. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the geography is also you know substantially different. Uh, whereas like with that one, you spend a huge chunk of time in like essentially you know proper desert. Right. Um, you know, starting from kind of whatever kind of. The square bit of Texas is um, like what is that high high prairie or something? The Panhandle. Yeah, yeah, like, like just from landscape wise. But then you get into New Mexico, go up over Santa Fe, Albuquerque, Flagstaff, then you're actually dropped down into the proper Mojave, and you're there for like a week or whatever. Um, so it's just it's uh, that one has huge stretches of remoteness, right? Where there's you know just a lot of blank space. Whereas this one, it's. Uh, I think the longest spaces were like national forests where it's like oh, 150 miles till the next resupply. But then it's like, yeah, but there's also there's little weird country stores along the way. And, you know, they sell Coke and whatever. Yeah. Um, so a lot of Coke, right? You had a, a Coca-Cola. Yeah. 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 I, I, <laughs> <laughs> clarification. <laughs> Thank you for the added clarification. Uh, yeah, it was, um, you know, I, when you're making the reading the sugar off of your label. It was, yeah. Um, yeah. I was also reading labels on. You know the course, but it's for the exact other. For, thing. I was going to say for opposite yeah. reasons. I'm I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, I was probably operating on you know five or ten thousand calories a day of you know just body requirement, not even yeah. like, and then just you, you're throwing in as much as you can, and it's not like you just want to make sure your body, if it's willing to process something, has something to process. Ah, because you're not going to be able to get that much, even if it's in your body. Your body's <laughs> not going to be able to like make use of it. Like, all. oh shit, right. what do I do with all this? Right. Well, and it's just you know, it's someone's going to say, oh, I can only do this much an hour, and you just gave me three times that. But <laughs> every once in a while, you'd accidentally buy, you know, like the diet lemonade or something. You go, ah, this is just water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, running on like running that much sugar is actually. You know, I, I don't feel bad about it from like, a, oh, my body thing, because, you know, you're still riding, you know, 100 and something miles a day. But then you get back and suddenly that's what you're Your used body's to. craving it. Like, well, yeah, I yeah. need my 78 ounces of Coke. Right. Well, it's just, uh, it's, and 
I was I was driving back from Seattle the other day and like kind of woke up and eh, I see a McDonald's. I'm going there and then it's, no, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you anymore. don't need to anymore. So I go into so I go into the gas station and just accidentally come out with a you know Arnold Palmer, a big can of Arnold Palmer, uh, you know, a chocolate milk and an ice cream like cookie uh, ice cream sandwich. You're kind of primed for this <laughs> yeah. now. Well, it's just and I did that pretty much on autopilot. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. cool. It's like four dollars worth of sugar and it's yeah, it's probably two three thousand calories. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just. You know, the, the feeding is, yeah, oh, cool, that sounds good, I'll buy that. Um, and it just it turns out to end up being a lot of sugar because that's what's cheap and easy in right. this country. Right, yeah, and sometimes accidentally vegan. So I hear. Like Oreo cookies, for example. Oh. They didn't mean them to be, they just are. Uh, that's not something I've never considered. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not, it's not your lifestyle, so you wouldn't be looking for, for that sure, necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Somebody yeah. told me about a website. It was like accidentallyvegan.com oh, really? or something like that, yeah. Uh, so I'm curious, you mentioned sleeping indoors, but I'm assuming you also bivvied outdoors a little bit. Yeah. Um, mostly, well, I, I didn't sleep outside until I got over the Rockies, um, because, um, like, and that was what, uh, after I got past Breckenridge. So it was like, day, is that by design? Well, it was just, it was like 40 degrees at night and less. Um, oh, so, yeah. and it's like, I have like a, a bivy sack and like a, you know, don't die in October bag. <laughs> it's literally like it's, it doesn't have a temperature rating. It's designed for the purist to survive out, or the experienced user to survive outside in England in the last week of October, ah. which is hilarious. <laughs> but um, it's just it's I you know I can't, I'm not going to have a comfortable night's sleep. And when you're only sleeping for like four or six hours, at, which at that time I was still able yeah. to do. Um, you kind of want to make the most of it. Right. So yeah. it's, okay, find the post office or split a room with somebody or, you know, I never actually like, ended up crawling into, like, pit toilets or anything like that, um, which is the other kind of, you know, option. Sure. Um, that is a structure. Which, was that on the Route 66? Um, or? It steams. There was steams. a little more, like, uh, yeah. we're uh, halfway up uh, Sanium Pass. I pulled up to the pit toilet just to get out of the rain, and Nathan yeah. Jones goes, hey, David. Yeah. Um, like from inside? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there were two of them, and he's in the other ones. We were sitting there, like, waiting for the rain to go by, bullshitting through a wall. Because uh, <laughs> uh, even though no one's actually using the toilet, it would be really weird to both be in the same well, stall. Yeah, just, like, bringing two bikes and two people, like, two idiots, like, into, like, one random, like, like snow park, like you know, bathroom. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. There's but. not quite enough room for that, and still to avoid contact well, with there, the actual hole. And there's two rooms. Like if somebody sure. actually shows up, yeah, it's locked. I'll vacate. Stay, I mean, yeah. or not. <laughs> Try the knob, and oh, it must be locked. Sorry, it's four a.m. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. go find some someplace else to poop. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't end up camping out until I got over the Rockies, but then you know, uh, started doing so more and more. Um, as you get further east, there are more, like, churches become a huge thing or whatever. And fewer um, vault toilets. Was that? Fewer vault toilets as well. Right. You're not you're not in na- in you know, national parks as much. You're more you're – cl- you're, I mean, you're, you're never super, super remote um, on Trans Am, but uh, you're – you're not in the mountains anymore. You're like you're driving through. You're, you're riding through Kentucky. Yeah, um, and a honey bucket is not the same experience. Right. Well, and there's, a, and there's a church that has and you know gets hot as you know whatever there um, hot as shit. Yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> so the, a lot of these churches will have pavilions out back where you know concrete pad, picnic tables, roof, mm-hmm. oftentimes water, oftentimes power. Which, yeah. Though, like, if you have a roof, water, and power, like that's all that yeah. you need for okay fill my bottles charge my shit and sleep and yeah am i on the concrete or am i on a picnic table i i don't particularly care either way um you know the tables are nicer because it's wood not you know stone less heat transfer out of your body 
that doesn't even really matter at that point. Like it's, wood is slightly softer than stone. Right. Yeah, okay. it's, just, it's slightly com- more comfortable and you know, yeah. whatever. But it's uh, – but, yeah, I mean, so I spent – there was, I think, a string where I spent five or six nights in a row at different churches. Um, so I'd be like, well, I went to Pentecostals tonight. And, yeah. And, yeah, I go from the outside the Pentecostals to some Baptist to a Methodist. And then I think it was at a Catholic. Then I slept inside once. But it was back to the Baptists. Anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all these different forms of Baptists. Like, my favorite was like, oh, just normal Baptist church. It's like, right. Oh, well, you're Baptist? Which for? Like, oh, Southern Baptist? No, just normal Baptist. Oh, gotcha. Uh, which Northern. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> just, just normal. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, anyway, just. Uh, and so a lot of them were actually kind of set up as you know, hostels where they'll, mm-hmm. they'll let you into the youth center. And sure. Like, here's a sh- – like a, there's a random door that says cyclist room. And you go in and there's a floor pump and a shower and a bunch of like random hotel soaps and whatever. And you're trying not to, you know, say hail Satan or, you know, swear, <laughs> swear in front of this guy. Like, Try to respect the space, yeah. Right. But then you go to sleep on a couch and there's like a tastefully lit cross over in the corner. And you're like, uh-huh. I really want to plug that <laughs> what are the chances that i remember to plug it back in in the morning mm, right yeah, almost none well yes and, um, and jesus would be upset that you unplugged his uh, his day glow <laughs> uh, anyway um yeah but uh and so the, you know just take advantage of hospitality where you can find it but i mean really it's yeah every the beauty of these races is it's you know, the the task is the same once you start it's wake up and ride your bike and just deal with it. Um, whatever happens is you know, that's part of the thing. Deal with it. Um, find a place to sleep when you get tired and you need food. Get something to eat. And if it gets crappy out, you know, deal. You know, try not to you know die. Um, and so yeah, I mean that 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 process kind of changes with the geography as well, just based on kind of what's available um, and kind of what the weather is going to allow you to do. It um, sounds like your your mental space also changes with oh, like yeah. what you prioritize. For your mental space, for yeah. your your what you want to spend energy thinking on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's as you get deeper and deeper into road mode. It, yeah, I mean, the worst part about these things is finishing them, just because you're finally in this. <laughs> you're finally in this mode and this lifestyle of yeah, uh, just being on the road, and then you get there, and it's all you want to do is not ride your bike. But then you get there, and <laughs> it's fucking over. Like, what do I do and, now? And uh, I'm used to riding my bike. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's, uh, and that's weird. Yeah, well, I remember you and I were in touch a couple different times about like, hey, you're going to be at this event, you're going to go to this thing, uh, and it took you like a month to actually go somewhere, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, the first week back, I still had like energy and everything, and I was still, you know, probably burning massive calories. Sure, and, you know, I was still, you know, you know, down twenty pounds from where I started and, and high know, on life. Yeah, and just right, and then. You know, slowly kind of get back into, okay, I guess I should look at my credit card bill. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, may, okay, like try to get back to work, which is, of course, riding bikes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, which is, you know, that's fine. I didn't really have body issues so much on this one. Um, so getting back onto, a, like, a bike wasn't a problem. But right. then it's, you, know, you get the metabolism swings. You're trying to get yourself out of the sugar habit. Um, and then just kind of the general, you know, malaise, I guess, of you know, trying to deal with people, resume relationships with your friends who you haven't seen for, you know, a month and a half or whatever. Um, there's these, Hey, there's a thing we're doing. We're going to go ride bikes and just, yeah, but I'm not wearing pants and I'm lying down. Um, and I already did that. And I, I've done that. So, and I, I just, I, yeah, uh, I mean, it's the weird sort of, you know, you know, just from I, I, you know, a chemical level or whatever, just sure. trying, trying to get back into, 
you know, being in public and wanting to deal with people again. Mm-hmm. I mean, you spend a month, you know, in your head where people you're talking to are either on the other side of your, you know, little, you know, phone, somebody you're buying something from, or like another person who's either, you know, riding a bike, uh, watching the race or just, you know, happens to be at the gas station at the same time you are. Right. Um, but your relationships are, are a little bit more, um, distinct or succinct maybe yeah Yeah, it's single serving friends the whole time um and you know especially um yeah after about yeah after i got over well after eric fishbein died uh or was killed um i kind of i took a chunk of time off the bike and that dropped me off my group that i'd been riding with for a couple states um which was great I mean, I love all of those people. I still, I've been, I was having a conversation with one of them on the internet the other day, talking about this, like, how how are you doing with the normal world thing? And like, talking about like waking up in the middle of the night, wondering where your bike is. Um, Uh, Just weird sort of, you know, shit of just getting back to normal world. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also really did appreciate being able to do pretty much the second half of the race almost entirely just by myself in my head. Um, so yeah, whereas or everyone you're dealing with is you know pretty much a single serving friend, um, but then that's weird of you know just spending you spend that much time in your skull and then you have to get back to you know, Portland where people are doing shit and sure trying to deal with people and then you know not you know remember how to do it and you know just all the general anxieties and then you know just also dealing with you know being kind of generally the general malaise or whatever and the, you know trying not to like lash out and you know you know fuck off your friends or whatever anywho yeah um, the the adjustment is tricky yeah Uh, did you like spending that much time by yourself and in your head you feel like you learned something new about yourself or you think you just got to kind of confirm your own like uh, this is who i am sort of thing pretty much um i mean i think at this point uh i mean like like i said but when i finished i finished on july 5th morning of july 5th uh, July 7th last year was the start day of Steens, which is when I was the first time I ever had a, you know, a dot that was moving and a race timer counting. Yeah. Long endurance race. So I spent 61 days on the road in that calendar year. Uh-huh. Um, uh, that's like, I think almost 15% of the year or something of just being out there on the road. Um, and you get out there and it's, yeah, no, it's, it makes complete sense. It's, this is why, I, uh, yes, I prioritize this because of where I'm feeling, what I'm doing, and the kind of beautiful singularity of purpose of what I, my my entire goal for today is to spend as much time pedaling my bike as possible and mm. see cool yeah. shit, meet cool people, find places, but just keep going that way. Um, so, I mean, it's you always hope for the the idea or the breakthrough or any of that shit. It, <laughs> that never happens because it's not you know fucking you know move here. Um, but <laughs> well, it seems like it yeah is, you. Oh, go ahead. You you do kind of you you have what you go in with, yeah. and so like if you if you have a good sense of yourself as you go in, you're gonna you're gonna like that. Yeah. If you have a bad sense of yourself, you're gonna hate being alone. So right. Yeah. And it's it's well that, that's you know there there was people who kind of you know formed you know groups and were desperate not to lose their group. Like I can't be alone. <laughs> right. I don't want to yeah. be alone out here. And then I was kind of you know I don't want to say I did it on purpose, but. Uh, 
you taking taking that you know I, I after Eric was killed and I found his hat um well, I, let's talk just a little bit more about yeah. that because you you mentioned Eric Fishbein yeah. is the rider who was competing in this race and yeah. and lost his life on the road to a, a yeah. driver yeah it was hit from behind about 140 miles in front of me um I was like just outside of uh, Ordway Colorado I'd almost gotten a hotel room they had a sign on the front door I called ahead and made sure they had a room knew how much it was there's a sign on the door that says no bikes inside I'm like what the fuck is that like, oh, no bikes inside. I'm like, well, I'm not going to stay here if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Okay, see ya. <clears throat> wow. They just turn <laughs> you like, out. <laughs> well, okay, well, fuck you. All right, um, then. There's a post office, like, in this town and just up the way. And I've done this before. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. It's just, I'm not, like, everything I own for, like, a thousand miles on yeah. my bike. I'm You're not, not going like, to just lock gonna, it up. I'm not going to lock this up outside, even if you have a secure area. Um, anyway. Um, Was that their contention? They, they said they, they had a secure area, and I'm like, I don't even care. No. Like, fuck off. I was yeah. already kind of annoyed about stopping where I was. But anyway, so went to the – just outside of town, there was a store that was open till midnight. You know, stopped, you know, got the chocolate milk and the shit and found a race cap out front. Um, yeah, and we all had numbers under the brim um, and looked up whose it was, posted a message to the racer group, ate my sandwich. And before I had left, there was a message kind of coming through saying, hey, not to alarm anybody, but it sounds like there was a fatality that might be associated with the race – back around the place where this one dot is that's not moving. Um, I didn't know Eric particularly. Well, I, did, I can't remember a conversation I had with the guy, but, you know, somebody else who was on the race kind of, uh, you know, out having fun. Um, and later I realized that, like, I found his hat about 20 minutes after he was killed, 20 minutes before anybody in the race knew what it, knew what it was. And, you know, when I threw up the thing to him, it's just, hey, I don't want to carry this all the way to Yorktown, but, you know, I'll, I'll catch up to you soon enough, you know, yeah. Gang, gang, yeah. Gang, gang, gang. Um, still pretending I was going to, you know, reel in the people in front of me on the planes. Uh, so, yeah, but then, like, by the time I got to, I rode about 15 more miles to a place called Sugar City, Colorado, um, got the post office. By the time I woke up in the morning, it was official. Then, yeah, a racer has been killed. Um, and I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like, there, there's no way, there's, there's no hotel to stay in that town Anyway, um, the people who are behind me have already passed me, like the people who are back in Ordway. Um, and I just rode like really shitty 60 miles to Eads, Colorado, where we got a $45 hotel room. And like, you know, luckily there was that 60 miles to think about it, but I was going like eight miles an hour for a huge chunk of that. Yeah. Like, I, I was, you know. That was before or after your lowest mile day that was my lowest that mile was day. your lowest mile um day. Okay. The, the 60 miles from sugar city to eads yeah. uh, was the shortest day that I, I had um and when i got there i i mean i was never gonna quit right if we're honest but i was trying to find the way to go on um yeah, you know, got some got some food, got the hotel room, and like I just hid there for like eighteen hours. Did you know? Sink washed my laundry. You know, didn't well didn't set an alarm when I went to sleep. All that shit, um, and just anyway, it was the it came down to you know, talk to Nathan a little bit, and it's like I'm already wearing a black wristband for Mike Hall, who was killed in Australia. Right, right. Nathan was on his race when that happened. Yeah, they were both on the Indy Pack. Yeah, right. Um, and then you know, uh, which uh, it was a terrible loss for the sport, um, mm -hmm. and. Then the, the second, this is the next race since then, and we've lost somebody. And then just the other day, and we, a racer was killed in Belgium on the Transcontinental, which is uh -huh. the race Mike Hall started. Yeah. It's been a shit year for ultra cycling. Um, but uh, anyway, did, took the 18 hours off, dropped myself off my group, like, well and truly. Um, I was still going to catch him, 
or I was telling him I was, uh, until I had the phone problems like way later in Kansas, and that really kind of threw me out of it, and, um, and that was fine. Right. Just um, in brief, you, you your phone bricked, and yeah, it phone- well, stopped working for you, and you had to get a new one. Yeah. It was kind of cool calling him, hey, I'm in the middle of nowhere, um, and I need you to send a new one overnight to this other part of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be there tomorrow, and I need, and then it wasn't there, so... That was when I had the three days, three hundred miles. It was a debacle. I think I mentioned in one of the call-ins, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so that was kind of how I ended up in the uh, doing the solitary, uh, solitary kind of second half. Right, and you mentioned you were carrying the hat from yep. Eric, yep. and and you carried the hat all the way to the yep. end. Yeah, got it. The, the hat finished the route. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, got got it to the monument, uh, and. We're in the process of getting it back to the family. Yeah, uh, that was that was a touching memorial when we heard about it. Just to know that I mean that was something that you were that you were doing and you were a part of it. Yeah, so. I mean it was there. Uh, there was nothing else to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's you know I was wrestling with well, fuck. Okay, so even if I scratch you know here in the middle of nowhere, Colorado, like how am I? What, okay, just do I get a bus to Denver? Do I hitchhike to De- like somewhere? Like, what's my next step after I, that? Like, no, okay, you've quit. Now what? Like, now what? You're, right. you're, you're still in the middle. Of well, the I guess now I'm going to start riding my bike a different yeah, direction. Right. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm still going to ride. Okay, it's 300 miles to Denver, and then fly home. No, fuck right. that. Like I'm here. I'm going to keep going. And you might at well least keep... if you kept going, the logistics are a little bit more taken care of. <laughs> right. Right. It's like okay, I still have right. a map. I already have a map drawn for that. I right. Might as well take that. It might be a long <laughs> way, but um, and then. Just well, yeah, shit. It's just get the hat there. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, I mean, I've already take, I've already taken it a little way up the route. Might as well take it the rest of it. I'm going there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have much else to add on that. Sure. Well, again, I think I think it's uh, it's kind of neat that that was something you could do and be a part of, and uh, just kind of honor his legacy as yeah. as someone who also loved what you were doing. Yeah. I so. mean, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it gave me an excuse not to quit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway. Uh, the last day was your longest day. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about that. Because, I mean, <laughs> you, you were already putting yourself through pretty strenuous conditions. And your average, looking at the time, it looks like you were anywhere from 15 to 18 miles or hours on the bike every day. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, I was trying to do between 12 and 16. Um, I think I ended up having, like, I mean, I see you're pulling up the numbers. But. I am looking at the numbers right now. And yeah, we'll post these on this show so people can yeah. look at them too. Yeah, it's, uh, I, you work so hard on this graph, it'd be a shame if people didn't see it. It's, I mean, <laughs> so if, if, if I'm going to put it one, up. It'd be one thing if this was like automatically generated. But now that we've found out that you put this together, <laughs> we have to share well, it I'm, with the world. If I'm going to pretend I'm an athlete, I might as well like do, do some <laughs> metrics. I don't know if there's any pretending about this. <laughs> so your last day was 23 hours, 9 minutes. Uh, yeah. And you were covering, let me see here, where's the, I'm sure it's you know like these numbers. But it was 256.2. Okay, there you, you know <laughs> I'm, it. I'm pretty sure. Maybe you know it. I, I, the, you I'm, are correct. I'm not, I'm not sure on the decimal. But. You are correct. It, it is 256.2 <laughs> miles that you did. It's my, that was my longest ride ever. Over the course uh, of almost 24 hours. Yeah. I uh, I mean, from about Hazard, Kentucky on, I was you know, trying to figure, like, and Hazard was a night where I, uh, that's when I got from Bluegrass, Kentucky into Mountain, Kentucky, and so yeah. getting like... You know, got 
cold for the first time since Montana. And uh-huh. other, Someone like, shoots uh, shoots suit out of their tailpipe at you from a truck. Right, right. I mean, and granted, some of the road like we're on some weird road, and it's the we're getting into Ozark, you know, um, area, so it's steep. And I'm convinced, you know, in your head, you try to like say maybe they, maybe they were just trying to like accelerate when they got past me safely. <laughs> maybe there's a reasonable explanation right. for maybe, this. Maybe, maybe, but uh, you know, it was just some shit roads. Um, yeah, they weren't bad it's and just, shitty people apparently. I mean, it, yeah, uh, you know, high traffic roads, no margin, or the margin is rumble strip, and people who aren't necessarily used to or uh, uh, sympathetic to cycling, um, whatever. Um, yeah. But you made it through, and then, but like, I'm rolling into Hazard, uh, or the outskirts of Hazard at night. It's Friday night. It's, you know, big roads, like, you know, 99, like, you know, highway sort of thing. Like, like heavy traffic. Yeah, I mean, it's still Friday night, so it's not super heavy, but sure. it's fast, and it's, the margin is... Moving from like five feet to a foot. Sounds like that wasn't the only hazard on the map. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, like a lot of, you know, rumble strip and trash and just gravel and all that shit. So I got there and it's like also the first time I've been in a town with a hotel for like a week Ah. or five days. Yeah, I was looking through my notes earlier and it was, yeah, I have some, uh, I I should clean my, you know, my, uh, I should do my laundry before I exacerbate some issues um, sort of thing. So I kind of got the, got the crappy hotel room, yeah, took a shower. And you just kind of get in in your kit, and then slowly, you know, wash it, wa- take a shower with your clothes on, take your clothes off, take another shower. With I've them. done this, yeah. yeah, this yeah. Is, it's it's smart actually. I, I think yeah. everyone, if they're on any sort of bike tour, would benefit from like first shower th- with your clothes on, right? You know, just like use, you would normally. Use a good soap, yeah. and then take those <laughs> off, and then shower again, just, and then do you, yeah. yeah. And then you have to like wash the laundry one more time because of all the runoff, right? right. So yeah. Um, the hard part is, of course, I wear a shitload of wool, so it's like not <laughs> going to be dry overnight. So ah, I, yes. I, I had to go. In the, that was one of the reasons I get to sleep in in the morning. Was <laughs> uh, do you have dryers? Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go <laughs> Coin operated laundry. But anyway, from there, I was kind of doing math and realized I think it was about five five hundred miles left. Um, or no, it was more than that. But I was like, I've got five days left. It was five days from there, um, and. Like, I was doing about 120 or 130 a day at that point, um, and like that was about where I as much as I could pull off, uh, you know, mileage wise. Yeah. Um, and then kind of cranking on, realizing like, oh, every time I go to sleep, I'm done for eight hours, regardless of how many alarms I set, like, or any intentions. If I take, you know, how much caffeine I take right before I go down, it's I'm I'm, I'm sleeping for you know eight hours. Um, made it to you know, ways out and. Anyway, woke up the you know the morning of the Fourth of July uh, in Vesuvius, Virginia. Vesuvius. Uh, Vesuvius, um, which is the last dumb climb <laughs> of the race. It's not even you know in compared to like you know, some of the other stuff, not even that big. But yeah, you know it is it, it is a proper climb. In re- I'll admit that you know, it's, it's steep and shit. Um, and that's up to the Blue Ridge Parkway. You ride the Blue Ridge for a while, which has some you know pretty you know good ups and downs. Rollers. And then. And then you go down-ish to the beach, um, but it's still just it covers a long way, and it's just yeah, I'm not going to sleep. I'm just going to uh, let's do this, and um, you know, it's the my longest ride I'd ever pulled off. Uh, like that, that, that the last day of this race was I might as well finish my longest ride yeah, ever with my longest ride ever, <laughs> um, and uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, just you know, rode through the sunrise. Showed up, uh, you know, a hair before the rollover uh, time-wise. I got up and 
<laughs> there's a dot watcher who lives in Yorktown. Oh yeah. Who saw and by dot watcher we mean people who are watching your GPS spot on the race. Right. Yeah. Um, he he and his wife live in town. Are cyclists. Um, had seen Inspired Ride the movie um, on Netflix, which where it still is. And listeners, go watch that. You shit. You could watch that. Yes. Go watch that shit. <laughs> um, and. Uh, but, like, they, they just decided, that, like, we're going to meet every racer who finishes just because, you know, the people who, especially the people, like, you know, from Europe who finish at 3 in the morning and don't have any, don't barely speak English, don't know people right. in the United States. Like, imagine getting to the finish line, which is this big, <laughs> awesome pillar, like, monument thing yeah in the middle of the night and just going to go, okay, I'm done. All right. Now what? I guess, like, I guess you, I'll go all, take a nap yeah, now. You're, yeah. all, you're already fucked up, and then it's just you're alone, and it's over. Yeah. Like he's like, you know, we're always going to be here. Have he has, he has a little cooler with whatever. Like, you know. oh wow, that's really yeah. awesome. I met some other people there, but he was very excited. Like, oh, you made it in right before. Like, it's you're still 31. Nice. Because, um, even though it's 9 a.m. there, the race time because it never stops is still on West Coast. Time. Oh, so it's oh, figured right. from West Coast. Right. Okay, so yeah, so, so sp- what time of day was it when you got there? Uh, there it was not just before nine a.m. Okay, like so eight, six over eight forty-five or okay. so, eight forty-nine. I guess would be yeah. if we extrapolate. Um, so yeah, just before uh, six o'clock uh, Pacific time. Pacific, yeah, okay. Um, and yeah, it's the that's <laughs> I, I did the same similar sort of thing on Steens. Uh, yeah, or just last day. Man, fuck it, let's just not stop. It's rolling um, early. Yeah, it's just then just rode, and actually, it was, I have this. Uh, that one ended. It was seven days, twenty three hours, twenty five minutes. Yeah. So it's also <laughs> it's the second time I have a twenty three in my number. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good to get it done. It was had kind of been my plan for more than a week, even though I was kind of willing to make changes and um, had already been kind of reevaluating kind of what my I was like I, I just gotta do 150 a day 150 a day and then we'll do 200 on the last day or whatever it was right math wise but life doesn't quite work like that oh no I mean at this point like you can barely do math in the first goddamn place so <laughs> it's like <laughs> perfect do the same thing you've been doing the whole way across the country right like, ride as much as you can yeah sleep when you have to eat when you have to or yeah. when you can um, and then you know started the last day and was still uh, I it's two. It's about two hundred fifty miles left. I will, don't know if we can make it. And then, kind of by the time I got up to the top, which was a, I mean, it was one of those climbs where even though it's kind of overcast and shit, it's it's hot, it's steep, and it's, right. it's, it's it's you know humid. It's the East Coast. Yeah, I was having to stop and like wipe off my bars just because right. you know, I was sweating you know, from my hands <laughs> so much. Um, and you know, we got to the top, and there's another set of dot watchers up there who come and meet everybody or as many as they can. And, yeah. I had mentioned to them that, yeah, I'm going to finish. Like, yeah, it's pretty much 24 hours from right here for you know, everybody else who's gone through. Nice. So, well, we'll see what we can do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd already been going for a few hours at that point. So, yeah. yeah. But just not, just don't stop. Um, and the guy who I'd been leapfrogging with uh, the whole time, um, or since Colorado, uh, he stopped at one point. And I had gotten past him, and it's like, you know, two in the morning or so. <laughs> and I had stopped to, uh, what was it? It was uh, change the batteries in my lights, refill a water bottle. Like, you know, it's, and it's, you spend 20 minutes on your phone trying to figure out if the storm is going to catch me or not. Right. Um, I'm watching his dot, like, terrified. He's going to start moving. I'm only, like, no. ten, yeah. I'm only like 10 miles from him. Like, <laughs> I can catch him. Don't. No, I, I, I'm already past him. Or, oh, like, he's going to catch I, me. I, I don't want to I go. Don't <laughs> do this with you. Fucking, I don't want to have a sprint finish. That's going to be bullshit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But luckily, he. Yeah, you know, stayed on his schedule, and yeah, I, I just went right through, and yeah, woke up the next morning, and you know, already kind of delirious. I'd listened to like 
um, all of Led Zeppelin. Like, nice. I had, I had, like, yes, the, 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 the whole catalog. <laughs> I did that. I remember uh, you Instagrammed some of this. Oh I think. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I still forget people watched those. I was just I was just shitposting <laughs> into the void. Um, but yeah, after I finished Led Zeppelin, I went to the Clash and listened yep. to like the five album set. And then around in the morning, like I had ridden past some uh, like the last you know uh, we'll say a hundred miles. Fuck it um, is on like a pretty good uh, the Capital bike path or something. It's yeah. a, you know kind of follows along the road and spring water type thing, separated multi use path. Um, and woke up, and somebody who had ridden by was annoyed that I had gotten past them. Oh, David must have ridden most of the night. My <laughs> response is to throw up a link to the Lionel Richie video for all night yes. long. Yes. <laughs> so then I'm like, ah, fuck, we're already listening to Lionel Richie. Might as well. Which is like, that's you right. go from Zeppelin to the Clash, that's dumb enough. And then you go to Lionel fucking Richie. That's, um, yeah. No, it's, just, it's, it's all your own. What the fuck is my brain doing? Uh, <laughs> Um, Very good. Yeah. So you made it to the end. You finished. Yeah. Uh, are you going to do more of these? Oh, is yeah. this? Yeah. It's yeah I mean, this always. Is, this is what my life is about now. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not to, not to put too fine a point on it. Uh-huh. But, uh Yeah. Um, the next one on my radar is uh, a guy who I did Route 66 with. Um, I mean, I say with. He finished like a you know, two week and a half ahead of me, but uh, is doing a race around... Great Britain, Scotland, England, Wales. Okay. Um, the, the Baba Bike Pack. There you um, go. Which uh, have you any? Uh, ex- yeah, wool? exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's following all the old sheep paths uh-huh. uh, around the outside. So um, it's about thirty five hundred miles. So off road, uh, mostly paved. There's okay. uh, about a hundred miles of gravel through a section down by like Leeds or somewhere in the south. Uh, excuse me. Um, but like, so it's thirty. It's thirty five hundred miles. So it's shorter than Trans Am. But has more climbing. Comparable, yeah, and, yeah, and a hard more, workout. More, yeah, more. Like it's like, oh Jesus! Like I, on the race, I was like, "Fuck that! I hate climbing." I'm doing <laughs> every time I hit a hill, I'm going by five miles an hour because I'm not like a you know, diminutive belt, uh, you know Welshman, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I mean that that there's that one. Eventually, I want to do TCR, uh, the transcontinental, transcontinental, uh, which is set up in a different. I mean, that's the same idea. Yeah, that's across Europe, right? Yeah, but it's also set up like an alley cat. Okay, um, where you start in you start in Belgium and you go, you know, Turkey or Greece or wherever. Um, and there's usually four checkpoints um, with uh, brief sections of required road. And you have some, to bring back like a toothpick and like no, you know, they actually four. They, they, have, they have the checkpoint set up and okay, they give yeah. you a little passbook and they stamp it. So that one's right. a little closer to the traditional kind of uh, randonneuring sort of. But thing. there's no set route. No set route. There, okay. there are certain sections. Cool. There are certain sections of thou shalt. Road and certain sections of Thou Shalt Not yeah. Road, um, mostly for That's cool. safety. And then Thou Mayest. Yeah, the, and the rest is <laughs> okay. yeah, go nuts. Um, yeah. And so everyone draws their own map, and you know it's kind of fun watching that one just because you know people will somebody takes the direct route, which you know is like a Hannibal fucking route over the ma- over the Alps. <laughs> somebody else goes like five hundred miles out of the way to go around them, and they'll get to the same place at the same time. Um, yeah. And so it's that, that, that one's kind of fun to watch, but is also a. Uh, that one has like time cutoffs and shit. It's a little more. Oh, um, so if you don't make a checkpoint at a certain time, yeah, you're... you can still finish. Sure, but uh, you know it's not. Um, you know, to be, you're still going to do the ride. No one's going to be like, "Oh, you missed it. Fuck you." Um, <laughs> but uh, it, well, it's... if they do, they're lame. Right. Well, and that's what I mean. With it being the year that it has been for bikepacking, and three races, three continents, three you know killed racers. There's we're starting to get a lot, and on top of the fact that more people are paying attention to this weird little you know, you know subset of sport, it's a thing that's happening these right. days. Yeah, um, 
we're getting a lot of you know, people who are watching and or just those bicycling press having opinions about how it should be done. Oh, the, the organizers need to do more for safety, mandate rest periods, ban night riding. I've seen every a lot rider of this. should every rider should oh. have a van. It's like you guys have no fucking clue what you're talking you about. You don't know what what this is about. Yeah, yeah. it's a tragedy that these people were killed. We everyone goes after but, them, but like there's no evidence that fatigue. Right, you know, and how much how much error, of that is like, is like any of this has to fight. you know due to the the road condition mm-hmm. or or the yeah. infrastructure right. of the road or well and also any but it, even though all that aside it's not like that that it's not the rider's fault right that we know of probably and we shouldn't assume that it is no anyway um, but even that like you sign up for a race like this part of it is yeah I, I get killed yeah you, that's fine like uh, I mean I would. You know, I'm, you know, you say this in retrospect, but that's that's part of it of being out on the road by yourself, making all your own decisions, you know, for yourself as quickly as possible. Um, it's, part of the landscape of the ride is right. that this is you're you're taking on like all of the factors and all of the risks. Right. You know, I, when I finished at one point, you know, I was with some family and, uh, hey, what do you want to eat? I, I don't want to make any decisions right now. Right. I've made all the decisions. Yes. <laughs> trying to explain, this, I, yeah. I've been like for. You know what? Thirty-two days. Or, you know, let's round up for this analogy. <laughs> uh, like it's, I've been. Every waking moment has been pretty much making decisions or thinking about decisions that I'm going to have to make in the future. Right. Um, right. You know, it's like you get to a town and it's order of operations. I should like Whitebird, and it was okay. What do I need to do while I'm here? I need to you know charge my stuff, do my laundry, take a shower, eat some food, get some sleep, figure out you know kind of what the next few days look like. But you have to order that into things. Okay, so right. you get to the get the hotel room, do the laundry, hang it up to dry, go to the go to the restaurant that's going to close in ten minutes, get dinner, buy a BLT for breakfast, go back to the hotel, <laughs> ah. take the shower, and you just like you have a to lot do, of planning ahead. doing all these things in order and you know quickly, you know, and while you know running on you know minimum or minimal sleep, right, you know, whatever, or you know, and and you know huge physical exertion. Um, but that's part of it. Like any of these, there's not a, it's not the organizer's responsibility. It's not, you know, it, it's, there's not anything. Yeah. I mean, it, it's These not, are all your choices. It, signing up for this is it the choice while you're out there. Any choice you make is yours. You know, I make, one of the things I do is I get off the road for about an hour around sunset. Just, I don't want it to be, I want it to be like light or dark. Riding at dusk is bullshit. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, and there was one time where With I said, the sun on the horizon, mm-hmm. right exactly yep. in your eyes. Yep. Yes. I was riding at, I was sitting outside of McDonald's at one point, um, you know, or a gas station or something. And just, uh, I should probably stop name checking that restaurant. Um, <laughs> they love you. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think they and need you're that. loving it. I don't think they need the help. Right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. We're going to doubling down on that one. <laughs> Tripling down. Um, but just, you know, I'm, I've, I've eaten my food. I've you know, had a smoke or whatever. And like, just ready to get back on the road. I just said that on the air. Um, and <laughs> but, like every time I get, I'm ready to get back on the road and think it's okay. There goes a truck driving by without its headlights on. Ah, yes. Okay. Nope. Not Makes dark you enough think. And it's just, okay, cool. If it's dark enough for that guy to not have his headlights on, or if it's not dark enough for him to have his headlights on, you know, are my lights going to be bright enough to be seen? And you have like, a choice to make at that point. Right. Um, and, you know, it's especially when you're in farm country, it's people who are working until the sun goes down. Sure. And then, you know, about an hour after it goes down, the roads are fucking quiet as hell. Sure. And you can just ride right down the goddamn middle like you're on the spring water. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just, and, you know, uh, so, but anyway, like, it's, it's, 
dead ra- people getting killed on bikes is a tragedy, regardless if it happens on a race or in uh, just on a commute. Um, it's not the organizer's responsibility, and fuck you if you think it is. Um, and uh, just you know, the races uh, are a ve- are a vehicle for change. Um, but yeah, just we're just don't stop riding. Yeah. Um, just because ping things other people do uh, create danger for you. Sure. I mean, um, this the thing I appreciate most about these kinds of events and, and you know, what you've been doing, as opposed to, uh, like, say, the Tour de France. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't hate the Tour de France, or do I? I only but, you can, can say. What only you only I can say. I can only speak yes. for myself. But what I, what I want to say is that it's just the idea that, this is something that imbues you with, like, you are a person. You're out there on the roads. Uh, it's not like we shut them down. It's not like uh, it's not like someone else is going to come mm-hmm. out and you know follow you in a van. This is just this is the icon of someone out doing bicycle travel on their own, and that's what I appreciate about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we could probably talk for hours, but I think we have to get to our headlines, our news and mail, and uh, and uh, all that. But how can people find your adventures from the last event? Uh, the most of the kind of day-to-day stuff was fleeting stuff on Instagram, um, but there's a lot of the still photos that are posted. Uh, I'm uh, Barstow, B-A-R-S-T-O-W. Um, there's a race page set up on Facebook. Um, I think it's forward slash DBR rides or something, but if you type DBR Trans Am, you'll probably get there. Um, All right, we'll post a link to it. Yeah, that works too. Um, right. And that'll update as I do more races, and that just means that I don't have to accept a million friend requests from uh, <laughs> ran- random dot watchers. It's like, nope, go to yep. the page. That's where the updates are. Yep. I, I don't want you guys to see my post about you know the dock or whatever. Um, <laughs> that stays in Portland. It's always yeah. dock a clock somewhere, right? <laughs> dock a clock somewhere and uh, you know, some of the language. Anyway. Uh, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> and every dot watcher is different. Yeah. Well, I did that after 66, and like, then somebody's throwing up political shit that I you know, think is, yeah, oh, no, we're done, done. You and I are very yeah. different. Go, yeah. go, go, to the, go to the page, go to the page, <laughs> um, and uh, and then as I do races, I'll be on the various race pages and blah, 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 blah. Very good. That's well, hashtag self-promotion. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in and telling us about it. Like I said, we could talk to you for hours, yeah. and maybe maybe we should. Maybe we should do another show yeah. someday, because yeah. I'm sure you'll think of more things once you leave the studio yeah, that you'd like to mention. So. Yeah. Uh, any time, I always appreciate the uh, chance to sit down with you guys and drink beer. Well, and DBR is always welcome on the Sprocket Podcast. Cheers. So. Uh, thank you. Do you have time to hang out with us for our mail and news? I've really got to get going, Brock. Oh, of course, shit. I'll be <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody ever left when you gave them the opportunity? This has been a couple. Well, just just because they have schedules. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, they've never, okay. been, they've never yeah. been mean about it. All right. No, no, no. Yeah. no fuck you. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had a Gallagher moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Come on, DBR. <laughs> come on back. <laughs> just play the, like, the, what's the, the keyboard music when you're leaving? <laughs> like, the like old the... vaudeville thing. A cane comes out. <laughs> I am, having, I am having another beer, though. Oh, Perfect. Yeah. Yes, Where did please. they come from? Will you crack it? From the beer mongers. Will you, will you find one for me? Yes, thank you. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, let's roll through uh, what we have as quick as we can because yeah. we're, we're pushing it for time. So. Sure. Uh, all right, here comes the calendar sounder. I love, I love, I love, I love the don't, don't ever use that. <laughs> all right, this just added August 12th, which is pretty soon. Oh, yeah. But this is a first here. Not just in Oregon, but here in Portland as well. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Oregon's first Pan-African festival. Not necessarily about trains, transit, or whatever, but I think in in 
the whitest city in America, it's important to acknowledge that there are other people. Yes, there's yes. a Pan African Festival happening. You should go support it. Twelve thirty to eight thirty, August twelfth. Nice at Pioneer Square. If you happen to be in the Portland area, oh, that was a great sound. I was hoping I was uh, anyway, timed it badly. <laughs> That's all right. August twenty sixth, cycle in the city bike party in Edmonton. Edmonton. That's in Canada. August twenty seventh through twenty eighth, Dirty Selwood. It's a Selwood to Cape Lookout ride. You'll never make it. <laughs> You'll never make it. That's what they call September it, right? September first. Yes. That's okay. The subtitle. It's <laughs> the gravel one, right? Yes. yes. September 1st, filmed by bike in Petoskey, Michigan, Eugene, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, and Charlevoix, Michigan. Dates not necessarily set. Check your local listings for details. October 6th, the MLX Challenge. Kind of like we were talking about, uh, you know, no registration fee, all glory. Yes. October 6th through 8th, the Youth Bicycle Summit. Indeed. Kids on bikes. Yes. Kids on bikes. So uh, uh, that's that's our calendar, and I'm going to do this because it's fun. And of course, you can be a part of our calendar. If you know something's happening, you should tell us. If you know something, say something. <laughs> what can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? What's in the headlines? All right, this came to us from listener Joyce W. from City Lab. She says, I'm in a state that can't throw stones on this topic since the NAACP just issued a travel advisory for Missouri. This is Joyce W. That's serious. Sends us the racist history of Portland, the whitest city in America. Well, I think we talked about this last week with Sadowski, but yeah. uh, if anybody doesn't know some of the dynamics uh, of Portland specifically and Oregon broadly, uh, they should know. Uh, not not necessarily that you can change the past, but knowing about the past can affect what you do in the, in the present and the future. Yes, and I, I would like to throw out there, you may think you're very liberal living in Portland, but... You're only so liberal unless you are experiencing people different from you. Sure. Yeah. Um, yes. Which is difficult here, as I, the headline and, says. Yeah, and it can be. And but that doesn't that shouldn't give one an excuse. Anyway. Indeed. Uh, whether the history can overcome is whether this history can be overcome is another matter because Oregon and specifically Portland, its biggest city, are not very diverse. Many white people may not even begin to think about, let alone understand, the inequalities. Like I said, it's easy to like kind of think of ourselves as very liberal. Well, I or recycle. Progressive. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I drive a Prius. That's I right. I don't really. Um, Sometimes anyways, you do. <laughs> when I'm borrowing. <laughs> if you rent one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's a quote that they use. Um, they quoted a blog called Shit White People Say to Black or Brown Folks in Portland. Um, On that blog, they are quoted as saying, most of the people who live here in Portland have never had direct physic, have never directly physically or emotionally interacted with people of color in their life cycle. And I think that's an important part of life. Yeah. 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 And um, people who are who are uh, sometimes derogatorily referred to as NIMBYs. Not in my backyard. Yes. Often like get that like kind of put on to them uh and i'm not necessarily defending nimbyism or anyism for that matter uh but 
But yeah, it's this sense of like, I'm liberal. I live in this very liberal city. I'm very open minded about things. So long as I can still stay in this bubble. Ah, you know? I see. Um, and then uh, when people different from me, uh, I, you know, when I'm confronted by different pe- people different from me, it becomes a, another matter. Like that liberalism is, is challenged. And sure. You really find out whether or not. You are well. That, that event that's on our calendar right Anyways, now. Yes, uh, that's exactly. Nick, that's an example of a chance you have to go and interact with someone who is different than yeah. you. Yeah. So, I, well, that unless of course you are not different than those people, but <laughs> it's it's totally you know there are a lot of chances if you look for them to expand your uh, human circle. Yeah. Um. And semi-related yes. from humantransit.org, the dangers of elite projection. Not in my backyard. <laughs> yes. This is kind of similar, only taking it on a, uh, a transit uh, angle here. Uh, the guy I, who I, writes I, I'm for, not against light rail. Just don't build it <laughs> in right. my community. Don't, don't build it here. I'm not. <laughs> they bring you know, crime. It well, does. Yeah. Tons of crime comes out of light right, rail. Right. Or. <laughs> He, this guy, uh, uh, Jarrett Walker, uh, great writer, great, great I, blog. I, will, I hear. Yes, he's the E.F. Hutton of Transit Matters. Is that right in Portland? Okay, I, I will go on record saying that. Okay, when he when he speaks, we should all listen. All right. Uh, anyways, he defines the elite projection as the belief among relatively fortunate and influential people uh, that those that what those people find convenient or attractive is good for society as a whole. My zero emissions car is great and wonderful for me. Ah. Therefore, everyone should have a zero emissions car. Now, whether or not anyone can afford to have a zero emissions car is is not even like thought of. And whether or not yeah. those emissions are in fact or, non-existent, right? Or, or how many people are occupying said car? <laughs> you know, it's still just a person with one person or a car with one person in yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, he takes it on as this traffic congestion is an obvious example. It's the result of everyone's choices in response to everyone's situation. Even the elitists are mostly stuck in traffic. <laughs> no satisfying solution has been found to protect elites from this problem. And it's not for want of trying. The only real solution to congestion is to solve it for everyone. And to do that, you have to look at it from everyone's perspective, not just from the fortunate people. I think it's a good point. Yeah. Um, he also goes on to say, like, this is why, like, uh, uh, bus only lanes have been has been combated for so long is because everyone thinks like, well, if we just build more roads for our wonderful zero emissions cars, we'll then be nobody will right. have to take the bus because right. everybody can afford a well, zero emissions and, car. And because bus is not looked as a, <laughs> a viable transit or transportation option. Sure. My car solves all the problems except yeah. for the problems that it creates. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, next and lastly for our headlines from bikeportland.org. Have you read about this? I've read about this, this but not from Bike Portland. Up, this has been blown up on the Twitters. Right. Uh, Peabot issued a statement um, about this. Mm-hmm. Peabot finds contractors for blocking streets. But what about bikeway blockage? What about it? They have not found. Ah. One. Well, yeah, they, they, I was reading. They were open to it in one of the comment threads. But, yeah. Um, it turns out if you see somebody blocking a bike lane, you should let them know about it rather than just like you know shaking your fist. Um, when, ah. Like I. Uh, <laughs> like I, I tend to you, do. <laughs> are you saying that if I, if you see something, you should 
Say, say something. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Ostens- there we go. Ostensibly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Although I did, I did see a. Uh, I was riding right by. I was actually, I was on the cargo bike coming up, uh, heading southbound on the by the NATO Gap on NATO the other day. Yeah. Uh, some contractor for those fancy ass condominiums, like a bunch of hoses and shit in the back of his truck, was parked like in the better NATO lane. Oh my god! Um, in the lane that has been established in response to uh, right. the problems with multiple traffic right. well, lanes. Well, there's like cones and shit that you're, you have to drive behind to get there. So, yes. Um, but the cool thing is, it's one of those little uh, tripod vehicles that the traffic enforcement drives around. Oh, dude, yeah. the Go Four Interceptor! I they, want to buy one. They are literally right. There's like uh, right I'm, as I'm rolling up, I see them putting the yellow envelope under the windshield. Like, oh <laughs> yeah! Strike one for Congrats a win. Congrats to that person. Yeah, Seriously, I'll buy them a. At the same point, I can't imagine beverage. it's going to be that. Uh, you know, that big of a, you know, uh, how, it's a how small big, fine, right? For a business you know, vehicle, it's like you can't imagine that's gonna really gonna do it like a traffic thing. But like, hopefully, you, hopefully, Peabot can actually you can always fight it in court. True, and ho- hopefully, the Peabot fines are enough that the construction company is actually not gonna do it again, or at least think twice. Right. Well, and as th- you look yeah. at the photos; they had a fucking crane set up. So yes, yeah. they probably was like. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, it's cheaper to just take the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> to parallel yeah. a single from Eve Six, think twice before you touch my lane. I come around, come around, feel the burn. Oh, oh. am I right? That was their worst single. Let yeah. me read this blurb. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> While it's nice to see Peabot get tough and defend public right of way like this, we've noticed the response differs considerably. From how they deal with people illegally parking in bike lanes. Motor vehicle users continue to block bike lanes throughout the city with no such censure. One particular segment of the new 20s bikeway just north of Sandy is often blocked. I know what they're talking about there. There was one comment thread. It wasn't on Bike Portland. I think it was whoever else was reporting on this. Someone had mentioned that they used PDX Reporter. Ah, the little app to take photos of, yeah, and yeah, of, report of a to bunch the of city. Cars like four of them in a row. Uh huh. And they were all undercover or unmarked co- cop cars. Oh, really? In oh, yeah. interesting. Like yeah. publicly owned, you say? Publicly owned vehicles. <laughs> okay. So yes. in that case, but, we need. Yes, there are some things to to be taken care of. Yeah. I've always wondered, just when there is construction, if. They always have a thing that says, you know, like uh, like bikes on roadway. Whenever they divert people from the bike lane into, you know, like basically they take your lane away because of construction. Yeah. Yes. But I always wondered why wouldn't they just say like cars on bikeway? They need those signs so they can put them out when it goes the other direction. But we're still the other. It's true. <laughs> well, and then there's uh, <laughs> and there's also uh, like if if there are going to be asshats on the road, which. We need signs that say asshats on on bikeway. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) But then we might also need the converse of, uh, you know, bike hats on assway. So so you never know. You you tried really hard for this joke, weren't you? You know, Uh, I've been workshopping it for years. (laughs) Just came back from committee. We may not have uh, an impeccable sense of humor here on this bucket podcast. Sorry about that. But what we do have beyond the shadow of a doubt. All right, first up from Alan H. Hey, Brock and Aaron, longtime podcast listener since episode eight. First time writer. <laughs> from Tennessee. Yes. Planning on visiting PDX in early September. Love the show. If you have a moment, can you give any suggestions for a visitor to Portland? Places to go. Places, All right. Wait, places to go. Area DBR. To what do you say? 
Uh, Southeast Division and Twelfth. That's right, the beer mongers. <laughs> Thank you, Kaching. Well, what time is like? What part of September? Because if it's early September, early it'll September. Still be nice. Yeah, that's okay. true. Uh, yeah. Ride to boring. Okay, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, take the Springwater Trail it, out. Yeah, if, if you're up for you an know. easy fifty miles, like boring and back, that'll let you show you uh, some uh, landscape. Yeah, all on an off-road pathway. And boring brewing is out there at the very end. You get a beer when you get there. Yeah. Which has the best name in the world. <laughs> the the logo for Boring Brewing is a guy yawning. <laughs> oh, is it really? It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, they have like a tap. Like the guy makes it in his barn, I think. But they have a tap at the like the local nursery, I think, where like you know you just go like in there. For plants and shit? Yeah, you park your... But not where babies are. But yes, right. where, <laughs> where you would buy young plants and fertilizer <laughs> and, and that and sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not qualified to buy one of those, sir. Uh, yes. Uh, places to avoid... Downtown, the Pearl. <laughs> well, I, th- I, I think the Pearl and Voodoo Donuts are you know, maybe overrated. Well, if you go to they Voodoo Donuts, are, do but it if two it's in the morning your... and go to the one on the east side, yes, yeah, I don't know. If it's your first time in Portland, delicious donuts there. is better. Go there. Oh, delicious donuts is fucking amazing. There's a lot of great <laughs> donut places. And there's but... a new bite, the Donut Bites place, but I think it's downtown. I, don't I only got. Oh one. yeah. <laughs> you don't cross bridges, huh? Uh, well, only, <laughs> only, only, only professionally. That's right. <laughs> that's, well, that's the thing I say at the bus yard. Uh, yeah. no, I, don't, I, don't I don't cross no bridges. <laughs> and Alan says that uh, he is actually hoping to go to Powell's Books, which is located technically in the Pearl District. It is worth seeing, especially if you're a fan of books. It's yeah. the biggest bookstore I've ever seen. Yeah. Cathedral Park, he says, in the waterfront. Cathedral Park is also beautiful. Pretty and badass. also yeah. the place where we hung out with Team Japan for the rice cooker ride. And yeah. I need to find the audio for that because I realized we never released it. <laughs> oh, my God. So, oh, I'm you know, so if sorry, it's like three guys. months later and you as the dedicated listener have not yet heard about the rice cooker ride, uh, that's, <laughs> that means I'm falling down on the job. Write to me and remind me. But, yes. Uh, oh, and uh, still trying to see if bringing the folding bike is a viable option. You would say, Aaron, it's always a foldable. Hell, yes. It's always a foldable option yes. and a viable option. Yes. Um, I don't know what kind of folding bike you have. It doesn't matter. It doesn't you matter. You can always bring a folding bike anywhere. <laughs> I mean, technically every bike is a folding bike, but <laughs> not, not every bike Some not, of them don't Not every bike doesn't unfold. Well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So <laughs> next up <laughs> from Sebastian Poole, he says, the vegetable puns sent me back to the late 80s. Kip Adada and... Life in the Slaw Lane. And he Life in the Slaw a Lane. YouTube link for this. That's a good yes. That that's did that's you did you watch clever. this yet? I have not watched have, it yet. No, I, I, I am assuming this is like an like a kind of a Doctor Demento sort of thing. Like you would have heard that on his show, right? Yeah, uh, but I like that he thought of that because yes, vegetable puns are kick ass. And uh, someone wrote in and said, "Hey, can you send me a list of them?" And I still have yet to compile it, but okay. it's on the way. Wheatgrass. Wheatgrass. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that was the best I could do. At least that's my feeling. But that's enough corn. Lend me your ear and let us continue. After dressing, I stopped over the grain station. I got there just in line to catch the 9/11. Okay. There we go. So we got we got a bunch of uh, of this vegetable puns. This animation, by the way, this animation is. Yeah, amazing in that song. <laughs> it's it's so creepalicious. Yeah, you're, that's you're wearing fantastic. sunglasses, but it kind of looks like your eye, your pupils are dilating. <laughs> <laughs> good call, thank you, Sebastian. And it's good to hear from you. You know, yeah. if, if you're a listener that hasn't written in in a while, we could we could use your mail. I mean, I'm here, so I mean, <laughs> that's right. But you sent us mail. You, 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 you not only just sent us mail, <laughs> you sent us audio. 
Honestly, yeah. I was yeah. talking to Brock the other day, like the, that that third uh, update when I'm almost done. I, <laughs> I still I can't. I, I looked through the like picture timestamps of wh- trying to figure out where I was when I did no that. memory. I have a I can put it within like 50 miles, but I don't really recall. Really, where, like, <laughs> like uh, it's it was like three in the afternoon. Stream yeah. of consciousness. Yeah, I was somewhere in like the Shenandoah River Valley, <laughs> but that's as much as I can nail it down so far. Might as well be three in the morning. Yep. Yeah. All right. It was What's next? Point. All right. Oh, this. Comes from Bill C. in Detroit. He says, please take a moment to peruse the link of bike-related improvements and activities in Detroit, Michigan. What? There's a lot of exciting stuff happening in what Aaron would like to portray as a wasteland. So is this correct? <clears throat> is he is he uh, characterizing you properly? I think he's characterizing me properly, okay. yes. I'm not saying it, it was I'm, it was nice of me to do so, because uh, it was not. I mean, Detroit is a I wasteland, was, but there's also cool bike shit happening. There's cool there. shit happening. Okay, so and Bill now can also write says, to DVR. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, fine. that's fine. Didn't your mother tell you that if you didn't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all? It was actually quite a common refrain uh, I mean, I, I said, I said in the Flores household. <laughs> uh, if you say something nice and something shitty, that kind of equals itself out, you're back to neutral. I heard um, it takes four nice things to make so up for at least one. I, yeah, that's log, it's, is it on the logarithmic <laughs> it's, scale? That's what they say. No, it's five to one. Five oh, okay, to one. okay, oh. right, right, right. In inflation, uh, positive interactions. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I will, I will eat my crow on this one. Okay, and I will apologize. You're right. I have probably been, well, not probably. I have been um, misrepresenting Detroit on the air, mainly because I've experienced Detroit in the like <clears throat> early. Well, in the in the late eighties, early nineties, sure. Like you have and, experience and the, from at least in the late nineties, you know. So I do have a skewed perspective, and I have um, I've never been there, so I only have like you yeah. Know. That's not excusing the things that I say, and right? I, and I apologize. I apologize. I'm just explaining. That's that's probably why I have that skewed perspective, and it's time I challenge that perspective, and it's time. That maybe you know. it takes a big man to admit that they are wrong. That's right. <laughs> That's why I save audio. And I just became a bigger man because I'm admitting. No, that I it's was good. Wrong. It's good. No, this is the sort of thing that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's like you know, we, we're we're all dealing with like stereotypes of things we know. Yeah. And I feel like we've well, probably gotten in trouble through this before. I'm just like, we're, comedic grist. Here it is. Yeah. So I mean, you know, yeah. and, and this probably isn't going to help bolster the case, but I have a friend who or I know a guy who's like renovating a house in Detroit who just found like some human bones in the floorboard. So. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that's my most recent Detroit <laughs> story. Detroit other than story. like the slow right. ride and all the cool bike shit that's happening, there's also like, I do. Yeah. you know, next time I <laughs> next time I go, it, well, I don't know. Now I don't. I can. I don't want to make any promises. I, I can't keep either because <laughs> I know, like, next time I go back to Michigan, it's going to be like in the winter, and I don't want to do any like biking in winter in Michigan. There's got to be a slow but, ride in. in yeah, I would right? love to partake. I would. Lo- yeah, taking the fat bike would be tough. Well. Every bike is a folding bike. <laughs> Get some SNS couplers. <laughs> it's only like $1,000 to right. install them. Right. Yeah. Although, going back to a previous episode where Tim Mooney had had uh, dropped some knowledge about Alaska Air. Oh, sure. Oh, it's 25 it's bucks a bike 25 now. 25 bucks. Right. Yep. Is there a direct? Let's find out. Mm. Anyways. Yeah. Bill says so, he's currently through episode 254 and catching, catching up quickly. Up. That means he's got he's got about 100 episodes to catch up to today. To this apology. But. So, Bill, I hope you're still with us when you hear this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you've you Detroit shit a long time ago. Yes. Oh. It's been I mean, going it's, for a while. It's kind of. It's kind of. 
one of my things, yeah. and I, I should maybe stop making it one of my things. Well, but I, but it's also my go-to. It's just like you know, I've I've got my own jokes about Detroit, and it's uh, yeah, I would love to know what's happening there. You know, the Sprocket Podcast should go to Detroit. Ooh, so feel, Bill, feel know, that, yeah. know that we love you, Bill. That's the most important thing. If only you guys knew some school bus drivers. Sure, you take a <laughs> <laughs> field trip. Take a field trip. <laughs> if only there was a way to That's acquire like... a vehicle and take it cross country against the wishes of the local governing authority. I think so long as we're taking school children, it's okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if I can sign off on this. Tell their parents. I don't know if I can sign off on this. I'm sorry. Hey, we've got mail from Phil in Alaska. (laughs) Phil in Alaska says, I tell you that Eric is a good luck charm. Eric Iverson, who went up to visit Alaska, and Phil, who uh, famously wears a bear on his back. Yes, although apparently... Eric missed it. He may be one of his off days or something. Okay, possibly. Uh, He says, for four years, I've been riding trail by my house and have never seen any bear signs. I take him and Kara out on my favorite trail and boom, there it is. Whoop. A nice pile of couple-day-old bear poo. Oh, it's just bear poo? So I had yeah. to take a picture just for you. Yep. Enjoy. There you go. There's some bear scat. Shit, I saw a real bear. <laughs> <laughs> Yellowstone. Thanks Shit. for connecting us up. It was awesome, fun, taking them out mountain biking on trails most visitors never ride. Yeah. Aaron, you need to throw some flat bars on the Pugsley of yours and get it up here so I can show you how we do on fat bikes. Goddamn right. I'll take you places you never dream of getting to on two wheels. Now, that sounds scary, but... (laughs) Is that a threat? (laughs) You know, the thing is, I do got... I was about to install new bars on that. Yeah. Well... They are the Soma June Bugs, which are another brand of drop bars. Uh oh. Well, you and Phil have plenty to argue about. <laughs> yes. this, is the, this is the dirt drops, right? Yeah. 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 I have. I had another set of dirt drops on there. I mean, right I'm, now, I'm a but... huge fan of dirt, dirt drops. I but mean... you put them on a road bike or a road frame, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's I, it's somewhere in the middle. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And I have arrow um, bars now too, so it's great. <laughs> I brought it into a shop too. I got home. They're like, dirt drops and arrow bars. What the fuck are you riding? <laughs> Trans Am. Whatever the fuck I want, man. Yeah, that's everything, right. <laughs> and the last little bit of mail we did yes. cover last week. But oh, you did. Okay, but I do I want to reiterate sure. that uh, Ranger Tom did say, you know, he didn't he didn't use the fuck word, but he did throw in the symbols that stand for fuck that. It's like the surface of Venus. Oh, I'm not yes. going to ride on this thing, but sur- surely I can get to Southeast Division and 12th during the heat wave. We yes. appreciate that. I think that should that should be on a uh, well. It couldn't it should be on, be on a t-shirt. T-shirt. Yes. Why not? <laughs> but with the real fuck. <laughs> no, I was going to say with the fake, with the symbols, with the I mean, well, cartoon if, fuck. You may, if you put the symbols, you're making me think it. Like, oh, just, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that makes you think whatever and you, you thought it too because you put the symbols down. Just just say fuck. <laughs> Well, hey, it anyway. sounds like we have our call to action on this week's Pocket Podcast. If you're thinking of the fuck word, just say the fuck word. You fucker. Unless, of course, it's around, you know, if you, sensitive populations, such as the young, who may you not have had it. If you something, say something. Here and there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, it's been a good show. Let's close this out, shall we? <laughs> it's about that time. <laughs> 
The Sprocket Podcast is produced at StreamPDX Community Audio Studio. Thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text like David Robinson did, yes. 503-847-9774. Twitter at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Herbert for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to sustaining donors, Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katrina Mountgard. Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie. Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lee. Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Jim Gooden. Oh, orange and purple. Orange uh, and purple. <laughs> Eric Weiss, Doug Cohen-Miller, Todd Parker. Chris Gonzalez, Dan Kebart. Who's the time traveler? Yes. Zoe Campagna. Dave Nose, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster. Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Culey, Peanut Butter Jar Matt. Patrick Archay and Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe. Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder. Anna, Krista, John Wasserman. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Josh Zisson. Richard G., Guthrie Straw, Brandon Shelby. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and Founder. Three great Campsite, Mac David. Kathy has cycling, walking, eating, talking. Nathan Poulton, Chris Rawson, Rory in Michigan. Michael Flournoy, Jeremy Kitchen, David Blade. Tim Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel. Ed Whitman, EJ Finneran, Paul Culbertson. Hey, I was out uh, just outside of Hood River and I saw Culbertson Street or Culbertson Road. Oh, really? I thought that can't be its real name. <laughs> Brad Hipwell, Thomas Gato. Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson. Thanks for the mail, Joyce. Ryan Tam, Derek Wagner, Jason Oftenberg. Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, and Dennis O'Brien. And you know what? If you haven't gotten your stickers and you're on this list, tell me. It's I my make fault. Sure. No, it's not They're your fault. They're sitting in my panniers. It could be mine. Check your panniers. Let's figure it out. <laughs> but if you don't have stickers yet, let us know. We'll hook you up. They should be in your panniers. Yes. <laughs> not, not there. <laughs> that is true. And thanks to all of our former donors who helped us get this far. And now, go brush your teeth and go to bed. <laughs>